Well, hey there, NFC. It's Matt. And Brady. And Harold, he's back. <laughs> and we also have a special guest star, Todd. Hey, Todd. <laughs> Todd doesn't speak much. Yeah, he doesn't, he's not really a radio personality, he's, you know. No, but he is here, so yeah. I just want you to imagine. This is, this is, Todd, Todd was our first roommate. This is before either Brody and I were married or we were living together. Todd came and lived with us. Do you feel like it was a wise $20 to spend? I think it was the best $20 I've ever spent. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, think about it. He was trapped in a box. I brought him home. Gave him a house to, to live in, a, a bed you to sleep him. in. <laughs> I'm, I was the kinsman redeemer of Todd. <laughs> you were, uh, and he has loyally passage, followed me ever since then. You know, you're showing hospitality. <laughs> well, well, there's a segue into today's passage. Um, uh, hey, how are you guys going? Uh, so, can we explain what Todd is? I don't think we did. Well, some of them have seen You him. bought a child for $20. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, Todd is a garden ornament. Um, he's a tiki <laughs> that I bought in 2013. He has no body. Well, he does. It's just very oh, small. He his head, head goes into his legs. And then arms, the hands. Yeah, he, and he looks perpetually anxious. Anyway, Todd has been for many years a, a dear friend. Um, he, do, he, he never <laughs> he pays... He's telling about Matt, really, he, doesn't he? <laughs> he never pays rent, um, which sucks, but he doesn't have any loud parties and he, make any mess, so he, he kind of evens out. We did have some great plans of uh, hollowing out Todd and putting a speaker yeah, yeah, it. so you could podcast sermons and stuff. So or just, it's like the idols. I have like a motion sensor, so as you walk past, the tiki speaks to you. <laughs> <laughs> Which may yet still happen yeah. one day. Lots of options. Sorry, um, I'm distracted. Yeah, that's okay. Um, look, guys, we're doing the same thing as usual. This is our final podcast. Good final on you for podcast. getting this far. Um, especially, I'm just very thankful that you've been listening to it. Um, the listening statistics have been really steady throughout the semester, so it doesn't mean that there's like five eager beavers and the rest of you are slackers, um, unless there is like five and you're all listening to the podcast. On several devices. <laughs> <laughs> several times, in which case, shame on you slackers. Um, but from what I can gather, you've all been really diligent in listening and, and prepping in this way. So thank you very much for um, honouring me in my request for you to do that. Um, and at least for the studies I've been involved in, I have really seen it making a difference. Mm. So I'm very, very thankful for your effort. Uh, it has made all the difference to those you've been serving. Um, but before we get into our usual two sections, leading the group and teaching the text, we have an announcement to make. Brody doesn't think you guys will care about this. <laughs> that's, you know, that's... Well, you was like, will, it, will they actually be interested? Well, I, I figured Maybe I was putting it too strong. Yeah, it's just, you know... Yeah. I'm glad that they're going to know now. <laughs> uh, not Matt and I, but Sharon and I are having a baby <laughs> next year. <laughs> uh, Sharon is my wife, just by the way. Yeah, okay, that, that probably makes a lot more sense. Mm. Yeah, so Brody's going to be a dad. I am, yeah. Little Matt Cutmore. Well, yeah. Have you got names sorted out? We, well, I mean, we don't know the gender yet, but we have some ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do you reckon we go traditional name or like kind of out there? I reckon you would have to go traditional name because with a last name like Cutmore, mm. you've got to keep it plain on one end to balance it out. Whereas I think for like, for me, last name Smith, you need to. Well, you don't want to name them John, is that what you're No, no. You need to have something. It's just a bit 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 sharp, bit bit kind of quirky, but nothing out there like you know Methuselah. 
or or like the modern things like oh, I'm trying to think of them. Yeah, Tadasha or or Winter or I heard somebody called um what was it Alabama the other day. Nice. Um, just so yeah, no. So something we've actually we've got a, a baby naming book which we bought like over a year ago just mm-hmm. in preparation, which is the Bogan book of baby names. Oh really? There's a whole chapter on babies named after alcohol. Really? Yeah, like Chardonnay and. Yeah, wow. Yeah. So you, you, Jack Daniels Cutmore? Smirnoff. Smirnoff <laughs> Cutmore. That's really, really yeah. cool. It's pretty funny because Sharon, my wife, her name appears in the top 10. Yeah, the, yeah, because this is a bogan name. Shazza. You can just put the accent on. Anyway, um, enough of that. You should, you should do Bible names. So, like, for example, in today's passage, we do have the name Timothy. Mm. You could go with that. That's biblical. Mm-hmm. Um... Or maybe Jesus. That's another name in the passage. <laughs> anyway, just in case you guys are wondering whether we're wasting your time or not, but we are five minutes in. Um, we're going to try and keep this a bit shorter today, just because it's the last one. <laughs> I said to Brody when we started, let's give them a treat and not do the usual length and try to do 20. And yeah, okay. I already spent over a quarter of it. Oh, okay, okay. So leading the group, we're thinking about finishing well. We're finishing well today. And then teaching the text, we are, of course, looking in Hebrews 13. Uh, Brody, do you want to kick us off in prayer and we'll yeah, jump thanks. in? Heavenly Father, thank you for a great semester of reading your word and teaching it to others. Help us as we prepare to end well. We pray that our groups uh, would finish not with a fizzle, but with a bang. That we'd um, you know, enjoy meeting together for a last time. And, uh, and we pray that our preparation for that last time would go well too. Amen. Amen. Mm, oh now, I don't have any specific feedback from this week's Bible studies. Um, because I don't think there's any to give. You guys are doing well. Uh, I think you're consolidating the things that you've learned, the things that we've been teaching you. Um, so I'm just really thankful for that. Uh, so we're just going to jump straight into what we want to focus on today, which is appropriately finishing well. We've talked about the beginning of leading Bible studies, uh, all of the things involved in the middle of leading Bible studies. Uh, and now we come to the end. Uh, and as you well know, finishing well is really important. Um, for those of you who are at the Bible Talk this week, um, you would have heard um, a story about people not finishing well. Steve Bradbury, uh, 2002 Winter Olympics, everyone Classic. crashing. Yeah, and so it's just really important to be remembering that um, you have an opportunity here in this last week of the study to make it really count. Um, and so this is actually a good opportunity for you to send out messages to all of the people in your group and saying, hey, we're finishing this week. Uh, we're going to be spending a bit of time consolidating and reflecting um, so please come along, um, and it's it's a good a good excuse too in that message to say if you haven't been regularly or you haven't been for the last couple of weeks, don't care, um, no judgment, don't feel guilty. Um, we want to have you there too, so that we can all together think about what it is that we've learned over this semester. Because mm. how you end really matters. Mm. You, it's the last memory that people will have of the group, and so it's a good chance to actually, you know, I guess end the year and and think about next year even as you do that yeah it's that final taste it's like you know whenever you eat food right like have dinner in front of you you always eat the rubbish stuff first and you finish on the good stuff yeah see i don't always follow that strategy sometimes i think the good stuff helps you to eat the rubbish stuff now see i can't do that like i I, if i just have the good stuff then there's no motivation whatsoever the motivation is dessert yeah but i don't believe in dessert really well that's right you have like donuts though. Yeah, yeah, but that 
donuts. So are, that's not that's don't, an anytime food. Yeah, donuts <laughs> are an anytime food. That's exactly right. Um, and so what we want to do is we want to leave a good taste in the mouth. Um, so what we want to really be focusing on then, uh, your 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 aim this week is to do three things. You want to consolidate, you want to reflect, and you want to celebrate. So consolidate, reflect, and celebrate. First of all, you want to consolidate. Uh, this is your last opportunity to make sure that the big idea of what you've been studying for the last 12 weeks has actually been understood by people. Uh, and so we'll have a little activity in this week's Bible study that actually just gets them to summarize the main point of Hebrews. And this is your opportunity to get everyone to do it, everyone to share, and then see whether they've gotten it. Because if they don't have it, it's your opportunity one last time to correct and say, actually, no, it's not quite this, it's, it's this. Mm. And don't be afraid to do that. That's your role as a leader. Uh, but you want to consolidate uh, to make sure that the big idea has been grasped. Um, second, you want to reflect. Um, do you want to speak to that a bit, Brody? Yeah, this is your chance to help them see what it is that they've actually learnt. And so you consolidating is where you kind of go, all right, how does it all fit together? How do we summarize it? But as you reflect, you can actually go, well, hang on, I, I've, I've really come to understand this about God more. Or Hebrews is telling, you know, the big point is this, but actually as I've understood that, this other stuff, you know, I never really realized that Jesus was the high priest. He's not just a sacrifice. Mm. You know, there's that kind of reflection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and as, as well, we'll have questions in this week's study about uh, particular things they can answer to help them reflect. They're pretty basic, same as the end of last semester, for those of you who remember. Uh, what encouraged you? What challenged you? What did you learn? Mm. Um, and yeah, I, I think I'd add to the reflection stuff too, not just the learning phase, but the highlights. But what did you yeah. enjoy? Yeah. Um, and asking that question is really important because I've been in every group and there have been some real funny and fun times. Mm. Um, and so it's just nice to be able to reflect and, and hear people share with one another um, what it was about that shared experience they enjoyed. So it's yeah. just something to, to think on. Um, and the fact that you're doing it means that when you're ending and people, you know, are not meeting in that Bible study group anymore, they can look back and remember, oh yeah, that was a really great time, rather than just finishing and not Because yeah, in the sweep of things, you kind of forget things happen. Yeah, and right. so this is a great way of being reminded that actually, wow, well, yeah, this was a good use of my time and I did benefit from it. Mm. Um, Which will help you next year when you want to invite them to be part of a group again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. You're leaving the bacon till last, so to speak. That's what I would do. If oh, I had Harold. like, if oh. I had, oh, sorry, Harold, oh. I'm so sorry. No, 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 but like, if I had turkey, cauliflower, turkey bacon. yeah, turkey bacon. If I had turkey bacon, that's what I meant, Harold. I wasn't talking about pig bacon. Um, <laughs> I would definitely leave that to the end because it's the tastiest. Um, and then the third thing you want to do um, is celebrate. We've kind of touched on that, but one of the ways that you can celebrate is to pray mm. um, and actually thank God for what has been happening in the lives of, of each other. And so taking time and turns to pray for one another mm. um, is something that's really important. So that's, that's just the three things in the group you want to do. Consolidate, reflect and celebrate. Um, we want to spend a bit more time now thinking about you as leaders um, and what you need to do to finish well. Because in a way, really as a leader, you want to do those three things as well. You do. You want to consolidate what you've learned. You want to reflect on what's been hard, what's been easy, and kind of figure out what you can do moving forward. And you want to celebrate. Yeah. You guys survived 12 weeks of Bible study leading, and you did it with flying colors. So yeah. praise there, God. There are that. a few areas that you might be able to reflect in particularly. Mm -hmm. We've got well. four of them for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What are four? Do you remember what they are? I do. I do. <laughs> Wow. <laughs>
I think the first one is the most important. It's to actually reflect on your own personal godliness. Uh, in Titus and in Timothy, Paul's instructions about what a, a leader is and who, who it should be the leaders and elders of God's people is godliness. That's the first criteria. Um, being able to teach is important and that's not to be neglected. But first and foremost, how have you gone being godly in the responsibility that you've been given? Have you been praying for your people? Have you been uh, you know, in your own in your own self, reading the Bible and depending on God? Mm. Have, have you been letting the passage that you've been teaching actually mm. shape the way that you live your life? Yeah, because you can lead a group really well. You can do all the other stuff that you know makes a group run. But if you yourself aren't actually doing this key thing, then actually you're failing. Yeah, and mm. so it's actually an important and perhaps sobering moment of this kind of process of Bible study leading to stop and go, have I been living in a way that's responsible and becoming of a leader? Mm. Similar to what we talked about at leader training at the beginning of the semester, um, this really takes the cake. Uh, and so maybe if you find out, and I don't expect there'll be the case, but if there is, if there is one of you or several views, like actually where well, I haven't been, maybe it's something that's worth talking about the exec for next year, about whether you should continue as a Bible study leader. Mm. Um, I don't want to say that therefore you should, um, and freak out, you've got to test yourself and know whether or not that's you. But that's just something to think about. And don't lose it as your priority. You yeah. know, in your giving time to serve others, don't forget that you need to you know, look after your own self and keep meeting with the king. So. Yeah, and maybe um, some questions, it's really just popped into my head now that, that could help you figure that one out, uh, is in 1 Peter chapter 5, there's just some criteria that Peter gives to some of the other overseers. And he says, um, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly, and not domineering over those in your charge, but being examples to the flock. And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the unfading crown of glory. Mm. So is this something that you're doing willingly, eagerly, joyfully? Mm. Um, those are things to be thinking about. It even comes up in our passage in Hebrews today, mm. in Hebrews 13 verse 7, the author encourages his hearers to remember the leaders who've spoken God's word to them and to observe the outcome of their lives, to be imitating them and their faith. Uh, so even in our passage today, it's that reminder that the leader, it's not just what they say that's important, but it's actually how they live. And it's actually their own example in godliness that really is important. Mm -hmm. uh, and we'll go through the rest of them much faster but, you know, it's important to spend time here. Uh, the second uh, has to do with faithfulness. Um, so we've got personal godliness, now we've got faithfulness. Faithfulness really is talking about uh, the passage itself and have you uh, discerned the, the meaning of Scripture and passed that on accurately and faithfully to those you've been responsible for? Uh, and some practical ways you can be thinking about that is, did I spend enough prep time? Mm. Um, did I um, yeah, yeah, actually put in the effort to, to think about what this passage was or did I actually skimp on things? Yeah, now, and, and did I know what, what the main point was yeah, going yeah. in? Now, obviously, there are, life is busy and so sometimes you're going to have to do things quickly. But if it's a pattern or, yeah, the, you, you guys will know whether or not you have put in enough. Um, I know that there are some super sensitive people that we're talking to right now. Um, yes, you could always do more. You could always do better. There's also a point at which you have to say, that is all I will do, mm. uh, and that's okay as well. Mm. Um, third thing. Yeah, you want to make sure that you're, or one way that you can reflect 
is the thing about your delivery. So not only have you understood the passage and done the prep, been faithful in all of that, but actually in the Bible study, how have you gone conveying that main point? How have yeah. you gone actually getting to the end and landing the plane? Yeah, yeah, and it is that landing the plane thing. And remember, guys, you're still learning, um, and even the best of us will still not land the plane sometimes or, or crash in a fiery flame of glory. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, um, but working hard to try as best as you can to convey the message. Because remember, sometimes you, you can't. Um, sometimes people are hard-hearted um, or just they just won't get it the first pass. Mm. Um, but are you asking the right questions? Are you yeah, pushing it, them and summarising it's all under God, isn't it? Yeah. God is at the work in the people that we're meeting with, as well as he's in work with, at work in us. But as much as you've been given responsibility for, have you have you done what you need to be doing? Yeah. Um, so what have we got so far? So we've done personal godliness, we've done faithfulness, we've done delivery, and then fourth and finally, we've got pastoral care. Mm. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago, uh, and it's probably best just to kind of stop and ask yourself, have I cared for the people in my group well? Mm. Um, obviously, there's one of you and anywhere between three and ten of the others, and so you're not going to be able to care for everybody, and certainly not in the same way. Um, but has that been on your radar at all, or have you just neglected that? And it's helpful to have that reflection at this point in the term, because this is the point when the group's going to stop meeting, and so there might be things that you need to think about in terms of how you can keep caring for those people. Mm, particularly over the coming. summer. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is the scary time for AFES workers. Because this is where we don't see you for three months and anything can happen. Mm. Um, I mean, I'm just thinking of the movie Grease and how the, the goody two-shoes girl ends up getting with that bad boy. You could be Sandy. <laughs> yeah, you could. That's right. I couldn't remember the name. Yeah, you could be Sandy. So, like, just be careful. Like, that, you know, that, okay, yeah, that, keeps, that could keep us awake at night. So, um, also, thinking about the people in your group, are there people who are on shaky ground that need encouragement? Maybe you could meet with them over summer maybe you could at least pray with them send a message see how they're going but we don't want to spend too much time there there's some ideas for you as you think and reflect yeah and don't don't say uh, don't hear this as a think about all the ways that you've done poorly you might actually reflect and be really encouraged by seeing how god has grown you in one of these areas or or seeing actually i've done this really well even though i haven't done this Mm. very well i you know i've I've yeah. gone well in some areas. Yeah, and I think I, I, I would I would prefer it if you guys went into your your evaluation of yourself and your leadership, um, assuming that you're coming out with a net positive. Mm. Uh, and I think that's appropriate. Uh, not all the time, but from what I've seen of you guys, um, you've done fantastic. So yeah, there are things that you need to work out still. That's the purpose of evaluation, because if you don't evaluate, you'll never think about how you can grow and improve mm. for the sake of serving God's people better. Um, but yeah, don't don't cut yourself. Yeah, it should yeah, it should lead you to be enthusiastic about trying again. Yeah. next time. Yeah, and one thing that we haven't mentioned before we quickly move on um, is that you've got co-leaders, most of you. So do it together, mm. reflect mm. Um, together, and that's a way of encouraging one another and seeing things that others may not and sharing it. So those are yeah. some things I think. And when you do, just make sure you have a cake and celebrate as well. You yeah, made it to the end. We yes, and Brody will buy you that. Cake. <laughs> hey. hey. <laughs> Have a cake. Have a cake. Far out. But get lollies on this final day. Get other people to bring lollies as well. Make it a party. Tell them, hey, this is our last week. Let's bring food and enjoy ourselves. But teaching the text, part two of two. We're in Hebrews chapter 13. Now is the time to pause, read the passage, and then answer the summary questions in the overview box. Which we'll do in 10 seconds. Submit your 20 minute. (laughs) 
<laughs> and we're back. <laughs> um, let's have a look. Hebrews 13. Um, remember, Hebrews 13 um, is right at the end of the book and is in a section of extended exhortation that really started in middle of chapter 10. So this is really where everything is coming together and all of the theology he's been speaking up until this point is coming to a head in practice. Mm. Um, and this chapter in particular feels a bit um, scattergunned. It's just a significantly long list of do this, do this, don't do this, don't do this, do mm. this, don't do this. Mm. And so the way we've tried to summarize it is by saying this. This is the what of the passage. The Hebrews are exhorted to offer to God acceptable worship, which is worship in line with the confession of Christ. So there are two things there. The first is um, the Hebrews are exhorted to offer to God acceptable worship. Um, and where we're getting that from is actually in last week's passage, chapter 12, verse 28. What does it say? Therefore, let us be grateful for receiving a kingdom that cannot be shaken. And thus, let us offer to God acceptable worship with reverence and awe for our God is a consuming fire. And then we start verse chapter 13 by saying, let brotherly love continue. And Really, the chapter heading, I think, is unhelpful here uh, because it separates um, the detail from the topic sentence. Mm. And the topic sentence of chapter 13 is actually chapter 12, 28 to 29. Mm. And so all of this is trying to bundle that together. And what you said earlier is really helpful that really the final section, it's not the last chapter of the book. It's actually kind of starting back in chapter 10. Mm. The, the final exhortations where we've been in this section for a little while. Yeah. So we're not expecting that this section will summarize everything we've seen already in Hebrews. No. It does flow on from it, but it's working with those other chapters. Yeah, and, and importantly, uh, what Brody's saying there, it flows on from all of the theology that happened beforehand. And in particular, <clears throat> if you remember that hinge point in chapter 10, 19 to 25, where it talks about how we have a confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus. Mm. And so this whole this whole book so far has been exhorting us to hold fast to Jesus because he is the means by which we can be perfected by his blood uh, and so find salvation, mercy, forgiveness when we approach God. He is our mediator. And we see that in this passage as well, don't we? So towards kind of the middle of this passage, there's a big section from about verse 8 or maybe in verse 7, uh, right through to verse 17, where we see kind of the, the author waxing lyrical a little bit about how Jesus compares to the old system, which is something mm. we've seen before, mm. but used in a slightly different way. And we're seeing that here, the, the language, in my version, it's the language of sacrifice, which might be the same in, in other people's. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, yeah. it's in the ESV. And I, I just want to stop you there because we will continue this. Oh, is that no, 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 you're not. I just want to insert here. And, and it's for this reason that we have the second part of the what. So the Hebrews are exhorted to offer to God acceptable worship. And then we've added, which is worship in line with the confession of Christ. Mm. Because we want to reiterate um, to you as the leaders and then for you to reiterate to your people that this isn't just a random list of God's approved worship activities that they cohere with a faith that is in Jesus in a way that if you didn't have faith in Jesus, you wouldn't worship in this way. Mm. Um, so yeah, with that in mind, Brody, you can well, go back to Well, I was just going to, to compare thing. it to the kind of the old covenant way of worshiping, which is through sacrifice. Mm. Whereas here, it's not that we go and offer sacrifices. It's actually that we've already had the sacrifice and it's through Jesus as the mediator and the, the sacrifice itself, uh, which is I think verse 12. Um, where that's how we worship God. 
And so that's how we, that's, that's, I think that's what our what is getting at. It's yeah. worship in line with the confession of Christ. Yeah. It's all in light of that. Yeah. And so, like, not all of it will be as integrated as verses 7 through to verse 17. Um, it, it's interesting, actually, how that bundle works. We'll get to that in a second. But there are just more standalone commands as well. Like, they all hold together, but, you know, let brotherly love continue. Not, that's the first verse. Not sure whether that's the header for the next things that come. It, it might be. It might just be one of many commands. But then you've got other ones. Show hospitality. Visit people in prison. Um, Honour marriage. Don't be adulterous. Don't love money. Trust God. Obey your leaders. Um, offer the sacrifice of praise to God, which is the fruit of lips that acknowledge his name. Uh, pray for us. And it just continues. There's a whole bunch of ways that we can offer acceptable worship to God mm. in a way that is coherent and in line with the confession of Christ. And they're not random. They're not just whatever came into his head when he was writing. They're all flowing out from this acknowledgement of who the Hebrews are as God's people and what they have. Mm. And, and in particular, I think their situation as well. You mm. know, remember those who are in prison. Um, keep your life free from money. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. And I think this is significant. Brody pointed this out earlier. Um, why are we remembering what they taught us and how they live? It's because they are living in the true way, as opposed to verse 9, which is the way of the diverse and strange teachings which are not by grace, but by foods, so ceremonial stuff. So in other words, it's back to Judaism. It's mm. the thing that threatened the Hebrews right from the beginning of this book. Mm. And just as you remember your leaders, because they're the ones who spoke God's word to you, in verse 3, you remember the prisoners. It's not just because you should remember prisoners, which is a good thing to do, but it's because they're suffering, I think, for the gospel. Mm. This mm. is actually, you know, it's not just, oh, they happen to... I don't know, chop someone's hand off when they shouldn't have. And yeah, I'll just visit some prisoners. It's that yeah, they're, it's they're actually, actually suffering persecution, but holding on to Christ rather than going back to the old ways. And, and it's for that reason that the why of the passage we have, um, it shouldn't be any surprise to you because it's virtually the same for the whole book. Uh, why does he write this passage? It's so that the Hebrews will not return to their old way of life, but instead persevere in the faith. Mm. Um, so that's just the what and the why of the passage. Mm. Um, I want to skip ahead to the main point in the question, if that's all right. Um, main point of the study, um, I've ripped this straight off Angus. Uh, thanks to Angus for putting together this week's study. Um, here's, here's, here, here was his main point. It was a good one. As followers of Christ, uh, we had to offer God acceptable worship. Uh, so not that much different from the what of the passage, but I think it captures for us precisely what we want people to understand um, we worship God acceptably as followers of Jesus. Um, and the big question of the passage um, is a bit more specific uh, this week. It says, in which of the areas listed are you not worshipping God as he would have you do? Um, and you'll see and understand why that's the main big question when you get to the study, because we're going to give you a choose-your-own-way adventure. We're going to get you to list all of the different exhortations he says in verse 13 ask why he does this giant list, and then we're going to get you to choose one and reflect on how you can grow in that. Because mm. otherwise it's just too much. There's too much going on. Mm. So that's why we've got in which of the areas. Yeah, but it's really important to see the breadth of things that are commanded here because it could be easy to hear offer God acceptable worship and have a wrong view of what that actually is. Yeah. Uh, and so as much as the main point is, well, as followers of Christ, we have to offer God acceptable worship. It also is true that the author is establishing what acceptable worship is. Mm. Uh, and so we, we can't forget 
You know, it's not just, okay, we need to do this, but we actually need to see what the thing is that we need to do. We need to see what worship actually looks like for a Christian. Mm. Yeah, that's right. And, and that's, that's really the passage. Um, we could spend a lot more time on it. Um, there's a lot of stuff in there, uh, but we're kind of doing it briefly because we'll only be devoting half of the time to the passage uh, this week and the other half to finishing well and reflecting. And so you'll do Hebrews 13 for the first half hour uh, or 20 minutes, depending how you break it down. And then we will spend the second half of the study doing the other questions, uh, which will guide you to reflect and those sorts of things. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I do want to say, though, as we finish off, uh, a big thank you to you for putting in the time and the energy and the effort uh, to see these groups consistently led. Thank you for the stress you've uh, taken on board, the responsibility that you've shouldered. Um, you have made this ministry happen. Uh, don't forget the Bible studies really are the engine room of a university uh, student group, especially small ones like yourself. Um, this is where the action happens and where people are um, taught how to be disciples of Jesus, uh, which is what we're on about at EOC. So I just want to thank you for that. Uh, sincerely, from the bottom of my heart, you guys have been fantastic. Um, and I really do see in you um, the fulfillment of some of these commands in Hebrews 13. You know, remember your leaders who spoke you, to you the word of God, consider the outcome of their way of life, imitate their faith. And then in verse 17, obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as, they, as those who will have to give an account. Let them do this with joy and not with groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. And I can just say with, with clear conscience that there has been no groaning. Um, it's been a real joy and privilege to serve and lead you as leaders of the other students. Um, and it's to your credit and to God's and his work in you that I've seen that godliness in the way that you've treated me. So thank you for that. Yeah, well done, guys. You've made it through to the end. Now you can just get ready for next year. Well, you can have a break first, I suppose. After MTE, which you will all be at. <laughs> <laughs> which is really the getting ready for next year, right? That's yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. Training for next year. All right, I'm going to pray for us, guys, and, uh, and pray for you as you sit exams coming up too. Sounds good. Heavenly Father, we thank you for a great term, and we thank you for, uh, for your great kindness in giving us groups where we've been able to teach your word. Father, please help these leaders to end well. Please help them to care for their group as they head into summer, and we pray that you would help them to be reflective and to uh, remember how good you've been over this term, this semester. Father, please also... Uh, Pray that they, they go well in their exams and have the, the peace as they sit them of you uh, so that they can remember the things that they've learnt. Pray that they'd be able to get along to NTE and I pray that they uh, these leaders would be able to prepare well for next year as well. We thank you for all the good things you give us and most of all for your son who is better than the old way. Amen. Amen. Catch you guys later. Uh.